0: We are back again with the BitMart Brain Trust, a name that I came up with that I can barely say, but we are here once again for the BitMart Brain Trust weekly here as part of NFT 101, where we break down the world of non-fungible things, tokens, news, what have you. And as always, I am joined by two of the smartest humans in the non-fungible universe. It's Nathan Simone and Kalichi Ebay. Hi, gentlemen, how are you this week?
1: doing great doing great uh as you can see we got these cool new backgrounds that i made they're not you know they're not a hundred percent but i think i i think you'd rather see this my name the BitMart logo and see i've already gotten reversed my my name however you point (laughs) to it right it's like a mirror it's like a mirror the twitter the name the BitMart logo and i was just commenting before the show i really do like caliches so
2: yeah i just thought i use a royal blue uh one of my favorite colors uh but uh yeah it's 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 good a good change uh I'm looking forward to this podcast and obviously we're getting ready for uh, consensus here so just getting everything ready uh, to you know to go there and experience uh nfts and blockchain with everybody
1: yeah we will unfortunately we well I say unfortunately Fortunately, in many other ways, we uh, pre record these podcasts. So probably by the time you get this, we won't be at Consensus um, anymore. Yeah, this is going
0: to drop after Consensus. But it is fun that you guys get to hang out and go on the road. I am not attending this one. But you, I think you guys are coming uh, to me ne- uh, later this month for NFT NYC. And I'm excited to, go- to show you guys my town and end up... Uh, finding us at the Statue of Liberty at five o'clock in the morning, trying to turn it into an NFT. I feel like that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's gonna end up, or we end that's up it. buying Staten Island. Like that's a thing that'll probably happen is <laughs> Kalichi and Nathan, I take you on the Staten Island ferry and you're just amazed by the uh, Dairy Queen that's in the Staten Island ferry terminal. Terminal.
1: You know, I, I realize that Matt is trying to make a joke here about NFTs because he's still a recent convert to this universe. Um, but no joke, I could actually see, especially with Eric Adams uh, of, of New York City, I could actually see the um, the city of New York tokenizing some of the property that they own and putting it on the blockchain for whatever that would be worth. I'm not really sure that that would make any difference since they, they already obviously operate the deeds to it and uh, have banking relationships with literally the biggest banks in the world but you could you joke about that matt but you could see that to where they're just like yeah the city of new york actually owns um staten island and you know that it's true because
2: it's on, on blockchain ethereum.
1: it's on the ethereum blockchain that's really <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility
0: no, we were we had a few things that we wanted to talk about this week we talked about f- uh, fide, uh the uh defy last week and i think we're gonna push that to next week after consensus because Uh, Kalichi, we have a Slack channel. Every company has a Slack. Everyone, no matter matter where you work in 2022, there is a Slack channel. And the one thing that you wanted to talk about was P4P Games and the rise of NFT gaming. We saw this week that the Epic Game Store is releasing Grit, which is a Wild West take on uh, Fortnite. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. I saw some reviews uh, from Kotaku in particular that weren't that big of a fan of it. But what's on your mind, my friend?
2: Yeah, um, the whole concept of just, you know, NFTs and, you know, the metaverse, uh, it's just so fascinating. Um, because, you know, when you, when, you, when you think about, like, whenever we're playing, a, like, a regular, like, game, um, like an Xbox or PlayStation 1, um when you when you go around the game right that's kind of in a way that's in a metaverse in a way but what makes it what makes nfts unique is that like when you're playing those games and you're walking around and you see those buildings right in the game like those things are not owned by anybody they're just like they're just already in the database somewhere sitting in a centralized database by the game developers right um but with NFTs, those are actually gonna be stuff that you that people own, like while you're playing the game. So you can you can work in the, you can walk in the building. You can have like logos. You know, if it's a if it's a game where like that's a very like popular like scene, that scene is gonna get seen like millions and millions of times. And if you can if you can have your ad or a, a ad on that building. You know, a lot of companies were willing to pay money to put their logo on that on that building, and again, that is owned by somebody. It's not just sitting on a centralized database somewhere, um, and that's what I think makes um, the the concept of the metaverse and NFT so powerful. Is that you can do things like that, right? And just just think about a scenario. Because I was just thinking about a like a category that could become very popular here. I've not seen anybody talk about it, but I think, and this is something I'm actually thinking about doing for my own project on Goshen NFT Club, is to do something called a, like a F2P, um, um, F2E, like like find to earn, like a treasure hunts type game in the metaverse where you can log in with your wallet and you can just take your NFT and just like go around these buildings and find like hidden items and whoever finds it first, you know, just connect the wallet claim it and just win that nft or win the token or whatever that is so you know things like that you know i think is an interesting concept uh when it comes to uh the metaverse and nfts
1: i mean everybody loves a treasure hunt scavenger hunt this is actually really interesting to me kalichi because i'm not aware of Grit or the game that you just talked about, and I'm actually not a a huge gamer, okay? So I I fully admit that. I was in my youth, but I will say, you really caught me with the Western uh, aspect to it because I did play through the entire Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the best games game's of all time in my opinion, okay, if you could get a time machine and send me back to 1874, I wouldn't be entirely unhappy, it would not be the utopia that is uh, presented in Red Dead 2, um, where I can just die and come back to life, but it would be fascinating, one of my favorite historical periods, so let me get you here real quick, is what you're saying with the, um, I think you called it, was it, was it it's not P to E because that's play to earn. Is what what's the concept that you're talking about? Find to earn. Well, no, I'm sorry. Find, <laughs> find earn is what you're talking about where people are doing the scavenger hunt. What are you right. talking about where people are advertising in the metaverse?
2: Um, I mean, it's just you know, I mean, you see a lot of you know companies right now like buying like stuff in the metaverse, and you always wonder like why would people buy things in the metaverse? Or it's not it's not a it's not a name or something. It's just the concept of having. Uh, a property in the metaverse that you can actually monetize. Yeah. Know, like through advertising in this case.
1: Because, I mean, is that... Is that really that different? You've just given me like a whole bunch of ideas here and I'm going to try and condense them. Is that really that different with like, so, you know, the Simpsons is fiction. It's a fictional show, but yet at one time, I think the only thing they haven't come out with, with the show, because Matt Groening um, said it would be irresponsible is they've never come out with Duff beer, but they've come out with all sorts of products from candy to energy drinks, to clothing, to whatever, based on that show which is actually which is entirely fictional it doesn't actually exist so is what you're saying that like now with these video games in the metaverse they could have products that you know once again we'll use red dead you know as an example you have a product of i don't know crackers or soda or whiskey or whatever it is and you're like oh that's cool it's in the fictional game but then it becomes reality and it becomes this unique advertising opportunity where you really know your market because your market is literally directly interacting with that product or that experience
2: yeah i mean yeah you can definitely do something like that um and even there's there's a there's a conversation you know between like bridging the you know because at the end of the day the metaverse in some cases can be seen as bridging the physical with the digital right and -hmm. in that case you could you could even in the game while you're playing the game or going like walking around in that metaverse space you can actually place an order in that metaverse space and get it have it delivered to you in real in the real world. So there there, there are conversations about like that, you know, actually happening. Um, and yeah, it's it's so okay, think about this good example, right? Think about Chick-fil-A. Like Chick-fil-A has a metaverse, like has a like a like a like a Chick-fil-a building in, in the metaverse. And Chick-fil-A could say something like um, for the first, you know, 500 people who goes into our metaverse and, you know, scan this QR code will win a Chick-fil-A for the rest of the year, you know, something like that, you know. So <laughs> those are use cases that people don't understand can actually happen That is currently being worked on right now. And, and it's, just, it's just this like an endless, you know, uh, use case of what you can do with this thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a good idea. I'm not I'm not laughing because you said Chick Fil A. I have nothing wrong with them. I'm just imagining like you go into the metaverse, right, and the lines are still just obnoxiously long. <laughs> I I was gonna get rid of this. <laughs> so.
2: uh, you just gotta be fast. You gotta like scan that QR code real quick, and just uh, yeah, it gets recorded in the blockchain, and you know that you know you're the actual owner of that. You know, uh, I guess Chick Fil A for a year, so you have a digital receipt. On a blockchain that you own, you you want that um,
1: item? Yeah, right. r- real and quick can, before we, before and you can we actually back-
2: sell it. You can actually sell it. You can actually sell it. Once you get the Chick Fil A for a year, mean, um, you can you can say, hey, you want my Chick Fil A card or whatever that I want for a year? Hey, pay me uh, one ETH for it. <laughs> Whoa,
1: this is getting this is getting dangerous. I was gonna say real <laughs> quick before we pass it back to Matt here. Um, Bitmart has actually been kind of doing that, and uh, I I remember it may not be out yet. But there is a metaverse platform called Altaverse, and BitMart I know has a storefront in there, and I think it's still either being built or maybe it has full functionality. I haven't checked on it in a while where there are lots of crypto exchanges that they want to be a crypto exchange in the metaverse, similar to going to a banking branch or something like that. I don't know the full details. Um, I know that that is public information, so I'm not like blowing up anything here. But I know that BitMart has jumped on that. BitMart is pretty bullish on the metaverse, so there's stuff like that happening. Anyways, um, I'm gonna pass it back to Matt here.
0: I was just enjoying the conversation. Like I was just a listener for a minute or two, and then I heard chicken (laughs) sandwiches, and I got really hungry, and I kind of went into a fugue state. But (laughs) when when you take a look at the evolution of NFTs, like we're still in the protozoic era. Of NFTs and this world of crypto, like the art behind me, that's my art. If you want to buy it, I'm sorry, you can't because, well, I got to take it off the wall. It's a whole thing. But art like that could have potential use as an NFT, like just this mixed media art. I love mixed media art. And we talked with, and you'll hear it, it's already in the feed on NFT 101, but we talked with Eric Rosenbloom from Julian's Auctions. And we, they have these collections, like with Kurt Cobain, based on his clothing, based on tangible items that are kind of going on tour now. And when you see that evolution of NFTs to where it can be a, as close as you can get to owning a piece of your favorite musician, your favorite sports team, your things like that. I, I saw in the news this week that the Denver Broncos are being sold for billion dollars that is in usd obviously it's the second largest sale of a sports team in in the history of modern sports the largest being chelsea which is being sold right now for in and around five to six billion dollars and guys it, it got me to thinking of franchises like the green bay packers who basically are the model for NFT ownership because they sell stock in the team that goes into refurbishing the stadium, making upgrades, helping with salary adjustments, and they open up non-voting shares of stock. And it got me to thinking, would an NFL franchise like the Denver Broncos or any of these teams right now that may be up for sale be interested in doing an NFT sale to where they sell non-voting shares of the league to help with improvements in the team to kind of create these situations to where people can take quote-unquote ownership and they come with perks and utilities like season ticket discounts, special upgrades at the stadium. Would something like that work, or are we too early in the process to see something like that happen? So so wait real quick here. Kalichi, are you like a huge sports fan? Because I,
1: I think it's known by now... That uh, I obviously know sports exist. I could tell you the basic rules of most sports, but I'm just not. Matt is the sports guy, and I'm more so the the crypto slash other stuff guy. Although yeah. Matt has other interests other than sports, but <laughs>
2: I want. I'm to more you- I'm, I'm more a basketball uh, fan, uh, NBA and college hoops, and you know even like you know the WNBA. Um, But I occasionally like I watch like a lot of football games, but I don't have a particular team or a particular player that I like, but I do love football for sure.
1: Okay. Well, all I'm saying is that's still more than me. So what I was going to (laughs) go with that is I didn't know. So Matt just said that the Green Bay Packers sell stock in their team. Didn't know that. that. It's like I would have never known that. To me, that basically is one derivation away from an NFT sale or something like that because – Yes, uh, you know, companies can do stock splits. They can create as much stock as they want to. But at some point by the SEC or by state governance, stock is auditable. You can eventually know how many shares of stock there are. So you can know whether you think a stock is overvalued, undervalued, whatever. I did not know that the Green Bay Packers sold stock. And Matt is telling us that they do and that it's used to do salary improvements, all this sort of stuff like that. Yeah, to me, that, that segues perfectly into NFTs because – Especially if they're using one of the really high efficiency, low cost blockchains, then it's like I don't know how you purchase this stock. I assume it's online. They're they, holding it. They
0: do. They do stock sales. Uh, it's not. They, they've done it a total of maybe four to five times throughout history. But you were talking about Kalicia. You're a fan of college sports, and the idea of NILs, which are basically uh, individualized player deals, because the colleges can't play the pay the players these NILs are starting to pop up. And I do believe that there might be a utility to develop. And and I I think this is in process already. Uh, I have to do a little more due diligence on it. But NFTs built around these players because it's starting to turn into an economic arms race. And I think that a lot of colleges are going to start, a lot of big colleges are going to start looking to build out You know, the innovation labs like we've seen at Harvard, we covered the Harvard Innovation Lab and the hackathon there. But a school like an LSU or a Notre Dame or even a University of Alabama, if they were able to build out their own, you know, NFT space, their own NFT innovation labs, their own crypto innovation labs, there might be a situation where we see NILs in NFT form where people can buy in to NILs through an NFT and be able to meet and hang out with these players, get special functions, special meet and greets, maybe game use jerseys. There's a whole lot of stuff that could be busted wide open in the world of sports right now.
2: That's that's an excellent, excellent like use case right there of, of, an, of NFTs. And I need to read more into the NILs um, topic, but this is a perfect use case for NFTs. And like you said, um, like the college players, you know, they're not, they're not being paid to, to play, you know, Uh, I mean, you can say, Oh, they're going to, they're getting a free scholarship or they're um, you know, they, they have the opportunity to play pro, but at the end of the day, the, the, um, the university or the college, they're the ones like making the bulk load of the money, ticket sales, you know, and all this stuff, but for the individual athletes themselves they can actually start now um monetizing their skill set so for example like one of the one of the biggest um you know basketball players to come out of college uh, uh, recently um zion willington right he's like a freak of nature like he he has all this like highlights and dunks and crazy stuff imagine if he if he packaged that as an nft right and where like some of his dunks you know that he maybe he does like in the in the, in practice or somewhere like only the owners of the NFTs can see that, right? And the beauty about it is now this opens it up to the, the whole world. You know most of these um centralized. You know like the example you were given uh, with the um, football team uh, was it the Green, the Green Bay um, Packers? Yeah, like, the
0: Green Bay Packers.
2: Right. So those things again. I need to read it into uh, read more into it, but most likely it's. It's only limited to people in a setting like geographical area, Um, but with NFTs, it's like global. Anybody can can participate. And not only that, the the other, um, I guess, benefit that NFT brings into the equation is now those things are tradable, right? It's like, how much are you willing to pay for these Zion Williamson highlights that is not found anywhere else? Right. It's only it's only to the, the people who have the Zion Williamson and um, Zion Williamson NFTs that have access to that highlights or make it or maybe like a special interview, you know, that he, that he did with somebody. Or maybe again, like all the utility that could come with that ownership, it can now be tradable to anybody across the world. Right. Maybe maybe it contains a, a benefit of going to see Zion Williamson like you know, in real life, you know, so a lot of people will be willing to pay a lot of money for that. And, uh, and it's another way, again, going back to the, the, um, the issue of players not getting paid in college, this is a great way for them to earn revenue across the world, you know? Um, so that's definitely a perfect use case for NFTs for sure.
1: I mean, I find it totally fascinating too, because, What little I do know about sports is that uh, for my undergraduate, I I attended Auburn, uh, Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, huge football team. Uh, Alabama just goes crazy with their college sports because they don't have any professional sports teams. Something that always irked me about college sports, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, is you have people that are obviously talented. They're obviously putting in all this work. The college is making a whole bunch of money off of them in the millions and millions of dollars. They're not getting paid anything and you're told that oh, the fact that they get free tuition and that they get you know certain social perks is enough. and yeah. I, that always that never really sat right with me. and um, I know that this show isn't like a, a political or cultural show, but I almost think that maybe if we go down deeper, what you're talking about Kalichi, is like it's like the more advanced version of Patreon, right So it's like if I have a podcast and I have a thousand patreon people and they give me a, you know a $1, dollar, a hundred dollars, whatever, and I'm making all this money, it doesn't mean that like they own me, right? I'm not a slave. I can, I, right. I can leave anytime I want to, but then I just lose the value that people have contributed to me. So right. in a way, because college basketball prohibits the colleges from playing these people, my understanding, and I may be getting this wrong from a legal perspective, is that there's nothing stopping any fans in the stadium from like – Physically handing or digitally sending these players money and being like, hey, great job. We love what you do, right? No, there are legal.
0: there are certain there's certain rules in place for that too, and also you gotta look at the gambling aspect of sports. Like there's a ton of regulation around it. It's just there's not a lot of hard and fast, clear rules on some of this stuff. But True. it's it's a big mess. And I think that NFTs as a utility could be something that opens up if it's not already in the process of it. I think something like that could happen. Like we're seeing city coins take off. I'm not, I, I, I see the use case in Miami. I'm not particularly a fan of it, but when we look ahead to consensus in NFT NYC, the one thing that we're, you know, keep going back to is the idea of community and we want this NFT 101 community to be a community. So follow us at BitMart Exchange. You could follow Nathan on the Twitter machine at Crypto Nathan76. And you could follow Kalichi. Kalichi, talk so we can see what's on your screen and I can read it out loud. What's your Twitter handle?
2: <laughs> it's eBayKC824.
0: And that is the letter E, the letter B, A Y KC824. Those are the social media handles for everybody. And you can follow me at M Ryan. Matt Ryan Yells. Matt Ryan Yells is my Twitter handle. But as we look towards these events this summer and the building of this community, what do you think is coming out of these two events, Consensus and NFT NYC? What are the two things that people are going to be talking about as we head towards the third and fourth quarter of 2022? Kalichi, then uh, then Nathan.
2: Uh, consensus will be, uh, I guess, a combination of different topics, right? From, you know, blockchain, like L1, L2s, um, you know, DeFi, CeFi, NFTs, of course. It's going to be, obviously be like a, a combination of all those, you know, different, like cryptocurrency or blockchain-related topics. You know, you're going to have speakers from different, you know, categories, uh, um, you know, exchanges and so on and so forth. You know, uh, even the... The, the laws and regu- regulatory um, clarity when it comes to crypto, everything is gonna be discussed in, in consensus. But obviously with the NFT NYC, it's gonna be more, I guess, NFT focused and discussing the different use cases of NFTs like we've been talking about and also the, the metaverse and really understanding what that metaverse is. That metaverse is like a, it's a topic that is still very unclear um, to most people. But I um, mean, it's one of those things once you understand the concept of a metaverse, um, yeah, there's no going back. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, wait, I forgot a quote about, this is kind of a negative quote, but I, I'm gonna try to turn it into a positive. Like, remember the quotes where that sounds, that goes something like, when, when people figure out how the banks work, they will be like blood on the street. You know, once you understand, really understand what they do behind the scenes, there's, there's going to be like blood and riots in the street. The same thing is going to happen once people understand what NFTs and metaverse what, what they are. There's going to be like FOMO in the street <laughs> because you I mean you will want to have every single land and property in the metaverse because you can monetize it. Actually I was I was I was listening to I was talking to um uh, a friend of mine that's actually building a metaverse like a metaverse project um, on the Cardano blockchain called Local Homes. Where each home that you have, um, if that house have a solar panel on top of the house, you can actually earn, like, energy tokens. Like, the token is, you know, the token that they created, but if, you, if you're lucky to mint one of those houses that have the solar panels on them, you, can, you could be earning, like, crypto. Like so that would become valuable because now someone want someone will want to buy that house so that way they could start earning energy tokens so that's it. there there's gonna be like a gold rush to buy those types of houses in the metaverse so i'm just i'm gonna turn it over to to Nathan, but there's so much to talk about
1: yeah i I mean I actually don't know that much about what's going to be happening at NFT NYC that's something that I haven't uh, actually looked forward to my understanding about consensus is that it's going to be a little bit like Bitcoin 2022 but it's going to obviously not have the uh, singular focus of only being focused on one crypto um, because there's just so much stuff in the DeFi metaverse and um, NFT space so I think Kalichi makes some good points here where um, I'm not sure how many people will be super into the decentralized land and NFTs and things like that. But I can also be certain that it's not going to be zero people, right? That's that's a, uh, a known unknown, if you will. And so I think Consensus is going to have a lot of interesting people in the space that are kind of, once again, going to be talking about interesting concepts like they had at the Bitcoin conference where they would talk about collateralized bitcoin for mortgages or using bitcoin for remittance payments and all this stuff you usually don't hear talked about with bitcoin but is obviously a part of it and i've briefly looked at the consensus schedule and it's going to be everything from law to culture to fun uh to i don't know i'm i'm really excited because i like austin as a place i will be working most of the time so i'm not sure how much i'll actually get to be able to pay attention right but there seems to be a lot of hype and a lot of um, huzzah around it. And so I can only imagine that moving an NFT or Metaverse or DeFi conference to NYC, you know, the greatest city in the world, the biggest city in the world, would just continue on that momentum.
2: For sure. Yeah, I'm the same same way. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to look around because obviously we're going to be working the booth, the BitMart booth. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can catch some, some good talks during the event.
0: And if you are attending uh, NFT NYC, let us know on Twitter at BitMart Exchange. Use the hashtag BitMart Brain Trust or just be, you know, BitMart Brain Trust. Let's do that one. It's a little wordy, but I like it. I think it fits. I think it's always
1: nice to have the term BitMart in there, you know, because there's there's (laughs) not another BitMart.
0: Merchandising, <laughs> that's right. merchandising. That's the thats the thing we're going for here. <laughs> but for Nathan, for kalichi I think we're going to wrap this one up next week. We'll come back next week with a consensus post-game show. And also, obviously, we'll be talking about DeFi. We'll be talking about all the other things going on in the world of NFTs. And we'll have some really cool interviews this week on NFT 101. Take a look in the backlogs. You can listen for absolutely free. If you have not rated, reviewed, and subscribed yet, What is wrong with you? Go to the (laughs) NFT 101 feed on whatever audio platform you are on. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, click the like button, click the subscribe button, drop a comment. Let us know you're there. And ring the notification bell so you know when new episodes of the BitMart Brain Trust or... Any other of our awesome content pieces come out this week. And the NFT marketplace for BitMart is officially open. Go to bitmart.com slash NFT and sign up today. Zero transaction fees. And we also are going to have a whole bunch of cool stuff. Auctions and a litany of other cool things. We're going to have some surprises for you. Some really cool stuff already up on the NFT marketplace. But go to bitmart.com slash NFT. That's bitmart.com slash NFT for Nathan Simone, for Kalichi eBay. I'm Matt Ryan and saying so long from the non-fungible universe and we'll see you next time right here on nft 101
1: hey Nathan here from bitmark hope you liked that conversation I know that I always do it's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon but that's not the last thing we have to do we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way and so here it goes All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.